Hey, before we get started with today's episode, I just want to quickly let you know that if you DM me the word audit on Instagram, that's at Ken Westgar, we'll do a quick 15-minute audit of your launch. And by the end of the audit, you'll know exactly where to put your focus in order to grow and scale your next launch. So like I said, DM me the word audit on Instagram, and I'll talk to you soon. You're listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching Podcast, episode number 15. Now, this episode is basically my 2019 review of the year that's been and uh, talking a little bit about what I have planned for 2020. So let's dig in. Have you launched your online course with great success? Or maybe you launched totally tank and you just want to curl up and cry. Well, it really doesn't matter. Hi, my name is Ken Wesker and I'll help online course creators and membership site owners creating the most fun and profitable launches without having to go it alone. In this podcast, we talk about all kinds of launches. You'll get tons of valuable insights and fun stories that highlights the dramatic ups, downs, failures, and success that comes from being in launch mode. This is the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. I'm Ken Musker, and I'll be your host for this episode. This is going to be a little bit different. Uh, I will be talking a little about how 2019 has been and kind of how I've wrapped it up and um, putting it behind me. Uh, I've been using a freebie that James Wedmore is offering on his Mind Your Business podcast where we basically kind of wrap up your 2019 going through the wins and losses and um, just taking a look back and uh, leaving it behind you. And then you can start planning on your 2020. So if you haven't checked it out, I highly recommend it. Um, don't remember the URL at the moment, but I'll put it in the show notes. Anyway, uh, 2019 has been quite a year for me, to be honest. Um, I started 2019 with a desire to start a membership on email marketing. And I was supposed to do that in, or launch that in, um, what was it? February, I think. That didn't happen. Um, instead, of we I helped my client launch her membership. And to great success, might I add, uh, she got 200 new members on her uh, on her launch, which is great, by the way. So but that put me in the backseat. So I kind of had to change that up. And I decided to do a March launch instead, which was totally fine. I didn't have any problems with that, to be honest. And um, yeah, I went better than the first one because the first one was like zero sales. And uh, this time around, I got two members. And now, uh, well, I'm not going to lie. It sucked because you kind of hope there would be more people. But again, I don't blame anybody else but myself for that. Um, it could be, most likely, it's that, you know, I'm not getting the message through. I can't, I couldn't properly present the value of the membership. But, you know, working with reframing your thoughts and everything that I've been doing throughout 2019, you know, I was excited because the first launch had zero uh, members. And now I got two. That's a 200% increase. So, you know, looking at that, if you're looking at the numbers, oh my God, what a launch. That was incredible, huh? So, but, um, you know, I, uh, it went about three months, I think, got into 
let's see, March, April, May, June, yeah, June. And by that time, I kind of lost my members, both of them. And one of them called me out and said, you know, uh, I don't feel like your heart is into this. And, you know, sitting there and getting that message, it kind of hurts. I'm not going to deny that because you worked hard for it and you wanted to succeed. But at the same time, well, I did feel sorry for myself. I'm not going to lie. Like 20 minutes, I was like, why is this happening to me? What did I do wrong? And all that stuff. You know, all the typical questions, which are really bad questions, by the way. Why is this happening to me? That's not a great question. Um, but I managed to pick myself up on that and start thinking about, you know, maybe it's, um, maybe she's right. You know, maybe my heart wasn't into this. And started playing around with that a little bit and, you know, thinking maybe, uh, maybe, maybe the membership model wasn't the right thing for me to do. And then, you know, I started to feeling, you know, maybe I should do it in a different way. Maybe I should do an online course instead first and then, you know, build that up. And then, you know, you could um, have a Facebook group after that uh, just so you have a little bit more people in that Facebook group so you can get some engagement and then you can present the membership back end. So that was like the first immediate idea that I got and um, kind of, you know, just accepting that you know she was right maybe that my heart wasn't into this at that time i didn't really think that maybe email marketing wasn't the thing that i wanted to do but i still wanted to do that at that time so but you know uh summer came um you know it's uh, vacation time you're spending time with family and all that stuff and um get some time off the business which is a good thing because that makes things you know you kind of clear your head when you get to step away from your business so if you're not good at taking vacations or time off from a business, I highly recommend that you actually do that and you know let your mind kind of clear up a little bit. So anyway, by the time we get to August, I started to think about, you know, uh, maybe I should be looking at doing something else. Maybe not email marketing is the thing that I should be doing. I had all this thoughts about you know the email marketing the membership online course all that stuff so i thought you know i need some guidance on this i need to figure out this what am i going to do so i went well skimmed through pretty much every episode on james's webmore mind your business podcast to see if there was something there because i mean he has like at that time 280 episodes or something like that I mean, there's got to be something in there that could guide me in some kind of way or give me some clarity. And sure enough, I came across, I don't remember the, uh, the number of that episode, but it's um, about finding your zone of genius. I was like, hmm, yeah, that's, that's probably what I need to do at this point. And I have listened to this before, actually. But uh, when I was listening to it the first time, it didn't resonate with me at all. Um, didn't think anything about it, but this time it kind of snowballed a whole lot of things for me. This is kind of where, well, kind of, it's kind of like a breakthrough at that point. It made me think that, you know, I was not operating in my zone of genius. I wasn't doing the things that I 
love doing. I didn't do the things that I wanted to do. I did everything else. And um, so that kind of sparked the idea of how can I figure out this? What is it that I like to do? What is it that I love to do? So I started kind of scribbling things down, uh, brainstorming a little bit. And one thing that I have gotten better at is to reach out to people, ask for help. And I did this with my well, problem, you could say, and reached out to different groups like Tribe, uh, BBD, and Social Curator as well. And in the Social Curator um, group, I got connected with um, someone who actually did help people finding their zone of genius. Uh, Annika Cook, by the way. So she said, you know, we could, uh, we could get on a call and talk things over and see if we can help, you know, figure out that, you know, what is it that you want to do? And we did. And I got to tell you, that was just so amazing. Uh, she really made things really clear for me. We talked about the things that I've already been brainstorming and, you know, just going through it. And she kind of assured me that, you know, you're good at all this stuff. You know, you can do this. Um, and I had been doing it for a long time. Um, like the one client that I launched with um, in early January, we've been working for, I don't know, it's three, four years now, maybe three years. And she's launched, you know, numerous times. And we just kind of been growing together. And I started thinking about, you know, how have I been helping her? And obviously, I've been helping her with launches, not just email marketing. I've been helping her with everything. So that kind of gave me uh, some clarity from that call. And from that call, I started to working on my notes, sorting things out. I quickly realized that I don't want to be stuck doing all the tech work. You know, um, I don't want to be the one who writes all the copy. I don't want to be the one who sets up your Facebook ads. I got quite clear on the things that I did not want to do, which made me even clearer on the things that I actually wanted to do, which is being more of the coach and being the support throughout, you know, your launch. I wanted to, because working with my client, she, we have, what we have noticed is, yes, um, there's a lot of things that need to work and there's a lot of stuff that needs to be done. But one of the things I've seen is, you know, once you're in that launch, your mind goes crazy. You start thinking things that, you know, you start doubting yourself. Um, things are not working, so you get panic attacks almost. And yeah, you you go crazy. And that's when you need somebody to kind of help you reframe your thoughts, calm you down, get you on the right track again, and just power forward, you know. So I realized that's a lot of the things that I actually do help with, uh, even though you know, I help out with planning the whole launch and doing all that stuff too. But the mindset is even more important because if you don't deal with that in the side of the launch, I can guarantee you that, you know, your energy is going to be drained. You're going to be, yeah, you're going to feel not so great. And that comes through 
to your audience when you're launching. And once the audience picks up on that, it's a big probability that, you know, your launch is not going to go as great as you hope for. Which is a whole nother thing, by the way. You know, things not going as the way you hope because you set these goals for yourself and, you know, if you don't meet those goals, the whole launch was a failure. And, it, we, you know, we can talk about, about that for a whole entire episode, which is also a lot about reframing your mind. But anyway, so getting all my notes together, realized quickly what I wanted to do. But this time I want to do things differently. I felt like if I'm going to do this, I want to make sure that it happens faster. Because I've been, you know, I've been doing this for, well, let's, let's just say it the way it is. I've been trying to run a business for the past four years. I think you're coming up on the fifth year now. And it hasn't worked. Because I've been continuously changing whatever it is I want to do. So kind of starting over every single time. And that confuses people. I haven't been consistent. I've been changing a lot of things, so... I can't say I blame anybody but myself. So this time, if I'm going to do it right, I want to do things so that things happen faster. And I want to do things that I feel like is right for me. So this time around, I decided I need some help. I'm going to hire some people to help me. I'm going to pay for help. And that's a big shift. I mean, spending money to get help is... um. It's not necessarily a bad thing. I'm not necessarily. It's not a bad thing. It's a great thing. But, you know, you get hooked on that thing that you have to give away some money. And when, you know, money's tight um, and business is not going that great, it's hard. You don't want to do it because you keep telling yourself, you know, I don't have the money. But I was determined to make this work some way. And um, through... Uh, business by design i have connected with uh, someone called melinda martin and she was actually a messaging strategist so i decided you know what i'm gonna reach out to her and see if she could help me kind of you know from the notes that i made uh you know from you know who my client is to what i want to do to how i want to do it she could help me put that into a message that people can relate to, to understand to, because I mean, that is probably one of the things, messaging has been one of the things that I've struggled the most with, and I don't regret a second hiring Melinda to help me with that. It was a reach, but, um, you know, it was a big investment for me because, like I said, money was tight, so, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this work one way or another, and so I did, so I hired her, and I don't regret that for a second. Um, she helped me a ton. And it also was really nice to not having to do all the work, to be honest. I just kind of provided, you know, with my thoughts, my ideas. And she asked me a lot of questions and I answered them. And she kind of put this together nicely into, I think it was two or three different documents. So... One where we talk about my brand messaging. So that's me and the things that I do, which is a document that I can use in so many ways. I don't have to use it just the way it is, but I can kind of 
grab bits and pieces of it and kind of use it to everything that I'm doing. And we also created a um, client profile, which again is something that you definitely can use when you're talking to your audience or talking to potential clients or leads. And we also created a sales page, which kind of comes from both of those, you know, the brand messaging and the client profile put together. Again, just grabbing the bits and pieces that you need and kind of tweak it to fit. She also did me an extra little service and she wrote out a little snippet for my podcast as well, which was really nice. Um, but yeah, that whole process really helped me getting over that first step, you know, getting that message clear and helping me create a sales page for my first offer, which I wanted to be a one-on-one offer because I want to keep, you know, uh, improving on the launch product. I want to make sure that I have proper processes. I mean, yes, I've been doing a lot of launches with my client, but we never really had a proper process. It's kind of been, I'm not going to say wing it, um, because we, you know, we, we use Monday and we had a lot of stuff in there. And we kept improving and you know, made sure that we used a lot of the stuff and put in some new stuff. But um, never really had a proper process that made everything easy. So, but this, uh, by getting some one-on-one clients uh, doing a beta, that would definitely help me. And, um, and it did. I got one beta client for my one-on-one offer and it helped tremendously to kind of map out everything that, you know, you need for a launch. So that was like the first step, getting that message in clear, putting out the one-on-one offer, getting at least one beta client for this particular offer. And it worked. Um... And then, you know, I, I decided also I don't want to do a podcast. And this is something that I actually started thinking about. The reason I wanted to do a podcast, obviously, is to get my message out to the people. And I wanted to provide something valuable that didn't, you know, that was free. And something I could enjoy doing on a weekly basis. And I don't like being in front of the camera. <laughs> so... Podcast was kind of a more natural choice for me. And I had this idea back in, well, I think it was in April. And at that time, um, I had a friend, Allison Carver, reach out to me. And she was actually thinking about doing the same thing. And we kind of got talking. And yeah, let's do this together. And it was, you know, we got started thinking, you start brainstorming, what can you talk about? You know, can you have some guests on? Mapping out everything. And we had a, you know, Plan to launch this in June, actually. Uh, but, you know, things happened, and <laughs> it didn't happen. Uh, and then, you know, summer came, and, you know, vacation. She's on vacation, I'm on vacation, and, yeah. So we picked up the thread again in, in August. But at that time, unfortunately, uh, she got sick. And she literally had no energy. She kind of just stayed in bed and... Um, she had to think about, you know, okay, or we had to think about, you know, what what are we going to do about the podcast? Um, you think, you know, will you figure out what this is? Uh, when will you be healthy enough to to do this with me? And it was kind of a long process. 
um, because they didn't really find out what was wrong with her, unfortunately. Um, but, so it took a while before we kind of figured out, you know, uh, am I going to do this alone? Are we going to do this together? Are you going to join later? Uh, but we ended up, you know, just saying that she wasn't going to do it because she had to make sure that she got her health back. And I totally get that. I have no resentment towards that at all. I totally get it. But that gave me at least some, you know, uh, clarity to just kind of move on. And I was going to do that on my own. So I had to, first of all, set a date. When am I launching this podcast? And I decided, okay, October 7th. That's the day that we're going to do this. And then it just, you know, I had to reach out to people, get some guests on. And initially the plan was not to have so many guests on, to be honest. But um turns out that I enjoy that. I enjoy creating those connections, uh, talking to people. And to be honest, not having to create content all by myself at all times. That makes it a lot easier. Um, and I think that's important, at least for me, to make sure that, you know, this was not going to be something that, you know, if I had to provide all the content, I can bet your butt on that I would not finish or get as far with the podcast as I have. I would probably just be a couple of, you know, three, four, five episodes in and I would probably throw in the towel and not do it. But fortunately, that did not happen. I've been continuing doing the podcast, which has been so great. Um, met so many great people, so many great stories, so many awesome launches, uh, even though we had some zero sales launches. But I just really love talking about those instead of, you know, the five, six, seven figure launches. I mean, those are great by all means. But what can we learn from, you know, I believe that there's more zero sales launches than there are five and six and seven figure launches. Trust me on that. Your first launch is not going to be, you know, a huge success. It could be. I'm not saying that it never will be, but I truly believe that, you know, there's more of those zero sales launches. And I love talking about those. And, you know, listening to what people have learned from it or, you know, what are they doing differently the next time and all that stuff. And, um, uh, we're changing things a little bit up with the podcast. Now we're going to 2020, actually. Um, we're doing a little bit more in-depth interview on specific topics. So, like, you know, we're going to talk about how to create a client profile or ideal client avatar. And we're going to talk about Facebook ads, you know, stuff like that. So going a little bit deeper into stuff. Uh, realizing now that I'm going out on tangent here, but... The podcast has been good. It's one of the best decisions that I made in 2019, I think. I don't regret that for a second. And uh, a little tip. when you, If you decide to, you know, do a podcast, make sure that it's um, easier for you to actually do it. So if that means having a guest on more often, I suggest you do that because it's a lot easier talking to somebody. Or maybe having co-host, you know, you don't have to sit there all alone talking about stuff. And also, 
outsource and do that early. I did this. I outsourced editing from the first episode because I knew that I did not want to sit and edit the episodes, spending hours on one episode, getting the sound right, clipping it. Oh, yeah, don't get me started. So I outsourced that pretty early. And um, at this time, I've also outsourced show notes. Because, I mean, that makes a lot. Um, I don't podcast looks a little bit more professional, I think. Uh, provides a little bit more information about the episode. Um, I think it's an important piece of the podcast content, to be honest. Uh, make sure that you get all the links in there and, you know, get a little snippet of what we're talking about. And I did not want to sit through listening to an episode, write down notes. Again, that's going to, you know, I'm going to spend a few hours on that as well. And I mean, if we're going to do this and editing and recording and getting guest songs for each and every episode, I mean, we're talking per episode, you're probably going to spend three, four, five hours. And I do not want to do that. I just want to get the guests on, create the connection, record it, and that's it. That's it. So I highly recommend outsourcing early and stuff like editing and show notes is like one of the top things that I would recommend outsourcing. So, but yeah, uh, coming back to this year. Um, oh yeah, I forgot that. Um, the lead magnet that I created, that was something that was holding me back, by the way. Because I know if you want to build that email list, you need something to free. For free, I mean, you need some kind of lead magnet, some kind of freebie. Um, and I knew that I wanted to do some kind of plan or some kind of checklist on how to plan your launch. Because I've been asking, I've been listening, and that's what people want. They want a checklist on how to... You know, what do I need to think about when I'm launching? So, yeah, okay, I'm going to create that. But I had this big idea, this big vision about it. You know, I want to, oh, it's going to be so detailed. It's going to be so great. It's going to be a lot. I want to over-deliver, you know, uh, because you want to give it all you have, you know. And um, to be honest, that started to hold me back because the project got so big that it kind of overwhelmed me. And I started procrastinating. And it was hard just getting started. So I had a realization, you know, um, this is holding me back. I'm not, I'm not creating the lead magnet. What, what's going on? And that's when I realized, you know what? I got to make this simpler. I got to make something easy. So I decided, you know, I, it's going to be a simple checklist. And it's going to be, you know, just... A few, um, four or five, not five topics, and then you have like a checklist underneath those of the things you need to do. And immediately I could just start work and just mapping it out. And it was great. Uh, but at least the work got started, you know, and that kind of made me actually work even more on the subject, starting putting out in, in the details. So the whole experience is just. It's okay to think big, but start simple. Because the thing is, you need to get started. If you don't get started, nothing's going to happen. 
And if you start too big, you're probably going to procrastinate and push that aside and not going to do it. So just think about how you can kind of downsize it and just start simple and then you just can continue building on it. So that's what I'm doing right now is I continuously, you know, improve it. Um, you know, a lot of people that are connected with it, I've asked, you know, can you give me some feedback on it? And of course, you're getting it totally for free. I'm sure you can use it. So, you know, usually I get some feedback and then I can go back and I can just put in some of the feedback that I get just to improve it and make it even better. And then, as you know, it's starting to get really big. So that's what's so awesome about that. Um, Where was I? Kind of lost it there. Uh, But yeah, looking back on 2019 in total, what I have realized and my biggest takeaways from 2019 has been is that consistency, that's important. That is exactly why I haven't had the success that I wanted uh, because I've been changing, you know, the things that I want to do. I changed my direction so many times. But then again, you know, if I hadn't, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't have figured out what I wanted to do. So it's not a bad thing, but it's going to keep, it's going to hold you a bit back. You know, it takes a little bit longer to get started if you have to start over several times. And, you know, it's, um, what I also realized is that it's okay to pivot. You know, uh, I've been going from uh, graphic and web design. I've been through conversion optimization. I've been through... Uh, email marketing and now I'm focusing on launching so I continue to change and I kind of I think the last one was more of a pivot than a change perhaps so I think it's okay uh, you can do that but got to make sure that it doesn't you don't lose the momentum though and also for me personally and it's been a lot about Feeling, feeling aligned with everything that I do, that I trust my gut feeling a little bit more, listening to it. If something doesn't feel right, uh, I shouldn't do it. But if it feels good, I go ahead and just take action on it. And that is something that I have not been too good at, and I've not been listening to my gut feeling a lot of times. Um, I've been just doing whatever was needed to be done, and that is not a good way to operate from. And, you know, like I said, I've, well, if he's going to talk about wins and losses, um, I feel like I have a lot more wins in 2019 than losses. And the funny thing is the most wins has been since August, uh, since I kind of pivoted and changed my direction when to focus on launching. That's like when things really start happening. Um, and this year has been a lot about reframing my thoughts not getting discouraged by like you know getting that uh, message back that you know my heart wasn't in it okay just reframe it it's a good thing because that made me think differently it made me go in a different direction which which is exactly what I needed to do and wanted to do to be honest but I didn't realize at that moment at that point but now I do. And, you know, I keep working on reframing my mind. Everything when you get, well, when you meet 
resistance or bad things happen. You just got to figure out, you know, uh, not saying why is this happening to me, but what is this preparing me for? Um, what, you know, what's going to be my next step and just kind of work on that. And also, this has been a, probably one of the hardest thing I've ever experienced um, is, you know, detaching from any results that you're getting or wanted to achieve. I mean, it's okay to set goals. But it's important to not get attached to that result. I mean, it's easy to get so discouraged if you don't meet that goal that you set yourself. Sorry, set for yourself. But that goal that you set for yourself is something that you just wished for or hoped for, or you know, you don't really base it on anything. So, I mean, if you don't hit it, that doesn't really mean anything either, does it? So, like for instance, I'm going to use an example here. Uh, every Thursday, I'm doing a live launch talk on Instagram. And trust me, the I think it was the three first times that I did that, nobody was joining me live, like zero people. And it's really easy to... Uh, get discouraged by that and just say you know what this is not working why am I doing this whatever screw it I'm not gonna do it anymore but I decided to you know what okay nobody's joining me so what is not the end of the world uh, if nobody shows up nobody's watching so there's nothing to show you know uh, and um, you can just continue doing whatever it is that you're doing and nobody would even know so I'll be just continuing doing that every Thursday anyway, uh, being consistent and just make sure that I tell people every Thursday, you know, I'm on, jump on live with me and we'll talk about your launch. You can get some helpful tips or you can ask your questions and, you know, uh, and that fourth one I did actually, I got two people on. So, you know, it paid off doing that, that one more time, not giving up. Uh, it's probably going to be a few more times where I probably won't get any people on, but you know, as time goes by, things will change. It will. Um, like for instance, uh, I just got off an interview today. Um, and this was somebody I did not know, but she has been following me. She'd been listening to the podcast and she, you know, she reached out to me and on, sorry, on Instagram. And, you know, we got, to talk and she said you know she was listening to the podcast loved everything i do and suddenly she you know she asked if she could be on a podcast if she'd been if i've been thinking about you know having some people on and uh we talked about that actually after the interview and it's like yeah i made it i got people asking me to be on the podcast yes uh and that's a big breakthrough to be honest um having people actually ask me for it um, that being said, I actually had thought about, you know, asking her if she wanted to be on my podcast because I just loved her energy and the things that we, she was talking about. So, uh, I guess it's just meant to be, but, um, uh, yeah. So it shows that, you know, being consistent and just, you know, showing up, uh, for your audience because you never know who's listening, who's watching, who's just reading. Um, you never know. There's people out there that you don't know and they're silently just sitting there on the sideline and 
watching everything that you do. So make sure that you show up. So kind of if I'm going to sum up my 2019, my biggest takeaways this year has been being consistent, keep showing up um, for your audience, because eventually you will get to that point where things start clicking and things will just kind of pivot and, you know, you get on a faster track. And also, uh, from my, well, for me personally, it's about doing stuff that I feel is right, that is aligned with what I want to do, uh, that I'm staying true to myself and not saying yes to every opportunity that comes my way because that means that I have to say no to something else and it might be something that I really wanted to do. So I'm making sure that I'm choosing wisely the things that I'm saying yes to going forward. Also, reframing my mind has been super important. Uh, that makes sure that I'm staying positive, don't get dragged by all the negativity. Uh, I can see things in a different perspective. I mean, it's so huge. Um, it's not easy, uh, but as long as you kind of get aware of your thoughts so you can kind of stop them and stop, you just kind of think about it. That's a huge step, and eventually you will get there as long as you just kind of keep working on it. And same thing about detachment. Like I said, that's probably the hardest thing, and I'm definitely not 100% there. Um, but I've started to detach from whatever results that might you know come along. I'm not getting hung up on making it big, uh, reaching those goals. If I don't reach a goal, that's fine. It doesn't mean anything. It's... Um, I think it goes back to, you know, if you stay consistent, uh, consistent, you will get there eventually. Uh, things take time sometimes, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's like full circle there. So those are like the four things that has been the hugest takeaways for me from 2019. And I feel like now I can kind of put 2019 behind me and start looking forward and... um Start planning out 2020, which is something I, uh, well, at the time of recording, I will do it during the holidays. So by the time this is has it aired, I probably have planned out my 2020. Uh, and I loved working in the 90-day sprint, so I will create a total overview of the 2020 first, just getting some bullet points down, uh, make sure that I map that out, and then putting into the each of the quarters of the year, kind of getting a good overview what I want to do, and then focusing on the first 90 days, getting that into a detailed plan of what I wanted to achieve, what kind of results I want, making me a little bit more structured, motivated. Yeah, all that things. I got some, I think, or I believe that I have some great things planned. I will continue focusing on my one-on-one -on -one offer. I think that still is the most important thing to focus on. The lead minus is like the foundation for everything that I do, everything that I create uh, serves as, um, yeah, like a foundation. So um, building on that, you know, um, well, let's just put it like this. Uh, the lead magnet is what I um, use the one-on-one -on -one offer on. It's exactly the same thing, but, you know, with the one-on-one -on -one offer, you get me. You get to work with me one-on-one, -on -one, and that's huge. Uh, the launch review is something that's coming up. Um, probably sometime 
during the first quarter of 2020, where basically you can uh, reach out to me if you downloaded the lead magnet, because that again is going to be the framework for the launch review. So you will get a chance to get a review on your launch. You can get, you know, um, get feedback on it. Um, how th- are, are the things that is missing or are there things that you should be improving on? Uh, and then also got plans for some kind of masterclass where we talk about specifically planning out your launch and going really deep and talking about the details and the specifics of how you're going to plan out your launch. And again, that builds on the foundation of the lead magnet that I got, you know, specifics inside of that. And we're going really deep on that so you can get some help on planning out that launch. So that's also something I'm planning on. Not sure how, when I'm going to release that, but um, it's going to be early 2020 that as well. And from there, I that's what I got right now. Um, probably come up with some more stuff uh, when I, once I get to sit down and really think about this, but I love where this is going. I mean, it feels so great. Uh, I really, truly believe that I can help you, you know, have an awesome launch and make it fun and make it easy not being some heavy thing that you have to pull things together last minute. And, you know, the worst thing that you can do is planning out your launch while you're launching. Um, that is not the way to go. I truly believe that if you plan ahead, you will have such a more better launch than you ever had before because you don't have to think about the things that you should have done. Instead, you can focus on, you know, showing up for your audience, serving them and helping them and getting them to buy your online course or membership, whatever it might be. So yeah, that's 2020 coming up. What I would like to know is, if you have listened this far, is what if you got planned for 2020? Do you have any big goals? Do you have any you know, big plans for 2020? I know it's a big number for a lot of us, so I would love to hear it. So if you have any plans... um. Tag me on Instagram, post a picture of you listening to this episode, and um, I'd love to just hear what you got planned. All right, so time to wrap up 2019. Let's put it behind us. Let's move forward, look forward. 2020 is going to be my breakthrough year for sure. I hope that's going to be your breakthrough year as well. And I wish you all the best. And um, we'll talk again in the next episode. It's going to be the first episode in 2020, so that's going to be exciting. Um, So that's it. Talk again real soon. I'm glad you're listening, and I really appreciate that. Um, Thank you, everyone, for listening throughout the 2019 and listening to these first 15 episodes that we managed to put out. Um, I'm really proud of that. And, um, yeah, catch you in the next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to the Oh My God, I'm Launching podcast. Now, if you like this episode, I would really appreciate if you left a review over on iTunes. And secondly, head on over to Instagram and connect with me at Ken Westgar. That's K-E-N-W-E-S-T-G-A-A-R-D. And drop me a DM and tell me all about your launch. And I'll catch you in the next episode.